0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the first edition of my podcast, Who's Paying Attention. This is Alonzo Bowden, and I will be rambling about any and everything, different news stories that uh, pop into my world. um, As I flip through the news, certain things strike me as absolutely ridiculous. Some things strike me as interesting. Some things strike me as funny. I love sports, I love cars, so I don't know where that stuff's gonna go, and it's about time I started podcasting. Enough people have been mawing me about it, I have seen enough psychos out there with a voice, so hopefully I can do a little better than psycho. That's what I'm aiming for on this podcast. Some news, some funny, and better than psycho. Wow, I'm aiming low. Listen, I'm new at this, and I'm gonna get better as it goes on, I promise you. Um, There's going to be a little background music from the jazz world, because that's what I love. But see, there there was something you probably don't even care about. And the other thing is, I'm going to try to keep it tight. Listen, can you listen for more than a half hour? No, I know you're going to get on a treadmill. You plan to do 30 minutes, you get caught up in a podcast. Next thing you know, you've been on there an hour and 10 minutes. I'm not going to make you work that hard. I'm going to keep it tight. I'm going to just look at this stuff. We'll go through it and uh, see where it goes. So let me start with something that struck me as interesting in the past week. This story. Um, by the way, I use Flipboard. Don't know if you're familiar with the app, but it's a great way to just set up your own news stories. You go through, you click on a story, you can read the headline, or you can read the expanded story. I'm going to start with the story that I found in Flipboard that comes from Forbes. This young lady, Sarah Blakely, is a billionaire. Do you know how she became a billionaire? She invented Spanx, that's right, she made a billion dollars by making initially women and then men appear to be slimmer than they are. That's worth a billion dollars. Kind of makes me wonder, how much money did the wonder Bra inventor make? Somehow I don't think they made a billion. So listen, hats off to Sarah Blakely, in these times if you can create something new and make a billion dollars off it, I mean, there are two ways to get rich. You invent the iPad or tight underwear. She went with tight underwear. God bless her. I love stories like that. Now, here's another one. And this hits us locally here in L.A. The L.A. Zoo is opening a $14 million reptile condominium. Now, I know what you're thinking. $14 million condo in L.A.? It's probably a two-bedroom in Beverly Hills. No, this thing is actually going to be huge. And we need it. Have you ever been to the L.A. Zoo. It is the most pitiful major city zoo. I mean, this is a zoo that really needed animals. They used to advertise the pigeons, and that's just sad. But it's been growing. It's been They've been working on it. So now, the Los Angeles Zoo is going to open a $14 million uh, reptile house. Let's see what it says. It's going to hold 49 exhibits and 60 species. And get this. A half million dollar advertising budget, which will include commercials by people like the rock musician Slash, who's a big fan of the zoo. Who would have guessed that? And Betty White. Betty White will be seen marveling over a pair of prehistoric looking Mexican giant horned lizards. Gorgeous, White says in the ad. Weird, says a lizard staring back at her. Eh, this should be good. Your tax dollars at work. And um, that story came from the L.A. Times. So it must be absolutely true and have a horribly liberal slant. I wonder where the conservative reptiles are going to live. All right, let's move on. Sarah Palin's back. I don't know. Is Sarah Palin back or has she never left? Obviously, the movie Game Change on HBO is putting her back in the news. And if you haven't heard about this movie, you've been under a rock somewhere. It's basically about how McCain found Palin and how M- Palin became who she is. Do I call her Palin? Miss Palin? Former Governor Palin? Sarah? Whatever you want to call her. That movie's about her. So, so she's back and she's talking. And Miss Palin was on the Sean Hannity Show. And I love when a conservative is on Fox News because then you get such a wide range of ideas. It's so open-minded here. She says that Barack Obama was not vetted before he was elected president. Barack wasn't wasn't quizzed, wasn't beaten up, wasn't questioned by the media. Oh yeah, because the media is going to give the man who's trying to become the first black president of the United States a pass. Yeah, the media is not going to question him. Are you kidding? You better believe Barack Obama was investigated in every way possible. The problem was they couldn't find anything. Can you imagine if Barack Obama, and it's been said a million times, but it's true. If Barack Obama had a pregnant teenage daughter, that would have been the last we heard of Barack Obama. That campaign would have ended that day. But anyway, Miss Palin's upset. She said that they're denouncing Rush Limbaugh for calling women sluts and they won't attack Bill Maher, who's made Miss Miss who. Su- I should be able to talk to do a podcast, right? Misogynistic comments about her. I don't think Bill Maher ever called her a slut, though. I I don't think so. He's called her dumb. We all have. Mm, I wonder why. Anyway, she said about Barack Obama, he's not in this to unify America and to try to solidify our place as the exceptional, exceptional nation in the world. He's trying to divide us. Based along the lines, yeah, I have to laugh. I can't read this with a straight face. Trying to divide us based along the lines of gender, religion, income, even of race. And she went on to say that Barack Obama is trying to take us back to pre-Civil War times. That's right. The black president wants to take us back to the time of slavery. Miss Palin, I hate to disappoint you, but there is no black person on earth that wants to go back to pre-Civil War days, okay? Michael Steele doesn't want to go back to pre-Civil War days. To those who don't know who he is, he's the black guy who used to be the leader of the Republican Party. Herman Cain, a black candidate, a conservative black candidate for president, and I use that term candidate loosely, he wouldn't want to go back. I don't know if Sarah Palin and Sean Hannity, when they sit there, understand that pre-Civil War times that involved slavery. Now I know they look at slavery as full 100% employment for minorities, but it really it was worse than that. There was, there was a lot more involved. And it I got this off of the Daily Beast. It was originally in Mediate and it comes from Fox News. That's where she said it. And God bless you, Miss Palin. It's It's good to have you back still sharing your insightful and intelligent opinions. Yes, Obama wasn't vetted. He got a free pass. That's how we found out about Reverend Wright. And that's how they had him involved with terrorists back when he was seven years old. You remember that? Back in 69 when he was palling around with terrorists, they recognized him because he was a real smart seven-year-old kid in the room. Okay, we love you, Sarah. God bless. There was a flight attendant that lost it on a plane. And this wasn't actually in a movie. This actually happened. I don't know if you heard about it. Last week on American Airlines, (laughs) a flight attendant was on the PA system. And I know we've seen this in the movies, but it happened in real life. She just started going off, talking about telling the pilot not to take off, that when the plane crashed, it wouldn't be her responsibility. Well, he's the pilot, so I'm sure he knows if the plane crashes, it's not the responsibility of the flight attendant. He was actually flying it. That would be his job. But she talked about the bankruptcy and, you know, how much it's costing her and blah, blah, blah. Now, I think she was just a little confused. American Airlines bankruptcy is going to crash her pension plan. But that plan will be used on legal fees. She was tackled by a few passengers from first class. She was arrested, dragged off the plane. This is the second time we've had a flight attendant lose it. Remember a couple of years ago? Flight attendant on JetBlue just snapped and started going off after the overhead bins were full. Of course, the great thing about that one, he grabbed a beer, blew the slide, and got off the plane himself. Didn't need to be tackled by anyone in first class. And again, JetBlue doesn't have first class, so maybe there, there wasn't anyone to tackle him. I love that. Can you imagine in the middle of those boring announcements, your flight attendant snaps? That would be the only time you actually listen to the announcement. Let's face it, we all know how to buckle a seatbelt. And we know that if the plane goes down in the ocean, our, our floating device is not going to save our life. But if that flight attendant goes off, starts yelling about how the plane's going to crash, how the airline's bankrupt, how aliens are out to get her, you're going to put down that book and pay attention. I don't know, maybe they're on to something. Good luck, lady. Now, let's see. We got some things that are, that are more current. I'm sitting here literally flipping through my iPad. I don't know if you heard about the iPad 3, by the way. It's all over the news. Apple is releasing the iPad 3, and believe it or not, they're sold out. I know. A new Apple product is sold out. Can you imagine? That's never happened before. Listen, the early adopters have already ordered theirs online. There are going to be people lined up at the Apple store for two or three days. Hang on, hang out about a month and then get your iPad 3. Or you can buy my iPad 2 used when I get the 3. Okay, so I start out. I open Flipboard, LA Times. Today is Monday. It is, excuse me. Today is Monday. It is March 13th, I believe. Um, And right here, front page, cool weather forecast all week with rain this weekend. This is from the L.A. Times. Weather for Los Angeles. It'll be at least a week until L.A. area residents can enjoy clear skies and sunshine again. Now, the only reason I'm bringing up the weather is weather should not be done in the print media. Maybe a broad stroke of weather, maybe a weather map, because if you check your almanac, whenever you hear this, if you check the weather on Monday, March 14th, I'm sorry, on Monday, March 12th, 2012, you will see that it is sunny and 70 degrees in Los Angeles. That's right. Monday, March 12th, sunny, 70 degrees. First story in the LA Times, how it's going to be cool and rainy. Sorry, guys, you missed. This is a great story. <laughs> Doonesbury, which is a brilliant comic strip, if you haven't read it. it They skewer everything. Gary Trudeau has been around forever, skewering everything that goes on in pop culture. And he actually has an abortion story arc this week in the comic strip. That's right. He has a woman in Texas looking for an abortion. And I will read one panel of this strip and it'll tell you how funny it is. Okay. The woman behind the counter is asking, would this be your first pregnancy termination? Woman replies, yes. Then you'll need to fill out this form and please take a seat in the shaming room. That is hilarious. Take a seat in the shaming room. Anyway, they're moving Doonesbury to the op-ed page from the comics page because the abortion story arc is a little too much for some people. Maybe the kids shouldn't be reading about abortions. I don't know. We were talking about this last week. Does anyone still read the comics? I do whenever I get a chance. So if you're in the comics page and you see Doonesbury and you're like, hey, wait a minute, this ain't about abortions. Go to the op-ed page. That's where we keep our abortion stories. Okay, flipping through the L.A. Times. What else we got? Hmm, Not much important happening in L.A. today. Uh, Let's see. This is where I ramble on while I'm looking for something. That's good, because I definitely saw a few things. Disney's John Carter. Why did it fail? Now, John Carter, if you're not familiar with it, huge blockbuster epic motion picture released by Disney. The news for the last two weeks has been John Carter was overpriced. John Carter will fail. John Carter will fail. They told us this for two weeks before the movie came out. It cost $250 million to make. The movie earned $30 million. That would qualify as a flop. I don't know. Maybe the movie flopped because everyone said the movie was going to flop self-fulfilling prophecy perhaps or maybe we just don't know who the hell John Carter was it's actually interesting the story was originally written by the guy who did Tarzan so it was created by a great writer it is a Civil War era soldier you hear that Miss Palin back to the Civil War but we sent him all the way to Mars and then there's aliens involved and, and actually looks like a good blockbuster movie I haven't seen it I will see it I better hurry up because Disney needs the money. $30 Wow, imagine how much they're going to charge me for my ticket. I am not making up the money on this one for you, Disney. I will not buy a $180 million ticket to a movie. Okay, here's the kind of story I love. Darwin, California, left behind in the evolution of the Internet. There is a town in California... Called Darwin. Okay, I don't know if this was part of the joke when they named it or whatever, but this town is located between Death Valley National Park and China Lake Naval Weapons Testing Center. For those who don't know California, that is the middle of the desert. I mean, you are talking a town in the middle of nowhere. Okay, in Darwin, there is no food, gas, or lodging, or any businesses for that matter. There's one stop sign people emerge from their mobile homes and reclaim minor shacks shortly after 1130 each morning and walk to the post office to get their mail. Okay, so, so why is Darwin in the news? Well, I'll tell you why Darwin is in the news, because they want high-speed internet service. That's right. The people who have moved to Darwin, and when I say the people, I mean the few people, because population is less than 50 it's been estimated at three dozen. How do you estimate three dozen? Can't you literally count 36 people? I would think, you know, you had enough time. Anyway, Darwin doesn't have high-speed internet. Darwin is still on dial-up. Now, this, this is great, okay? <clears throat> In 2000, 3% of American adults use broadband at home. Today, about 60% use broadband at home, and only 3% use dial-up, and 2% of that 3% probably lives in Darwin. And what one resident said, I understand that you have to give up certain things to live in a beautiful area like this, but I didn't move here to get away from everybody. Yes, you did. You moved to a town in the middle of the desert, you moved to a town next to Death Valley, national park you don't get high-speed internet listen how many of you live in LA if you live in LA and have AT&T you're lucky to get high-speed internet service while you're in the AT&T store that's right I'm an original iPhone guy and I'm still upset about that but anyway you're in the middle of the desert good luck send up a smoke signal my friend god bless all right let's get out of LA Let's move on, let's look at some some bigger news. How about the Daily Beast? For those who don't know, the Daily Beast is like another news conglomerate. They get stories from everywhere, and some of it's good, some of it's not good, most of it's funny. So let's see what we got here. Mississippi voters, Obama's a Muslim. Did you hear? Many in the South are still not convinced that President Obama is a Christian. A survey by Public Policy Polling reveals that a majority of Republicans in Alabama and Mississippi, states who were part of Super Tuesday, believe the president is a Muslim. Okay, now what's great about this, I'm actually going to read you some of the questions from this poll, this form that they sent out in Alabama. Um, Okay, Alabama survey. Uh, let's see. First question's easy. Do you plan to vote in the Republican primary or the Democratic primary? You're not sure. Republican primary 100%. Democratic primary 0%. Remember, this is a poll in Alabama. This is great. I'm I'm just giving you the questions. <laughs> um, this is great. Let's see what else do we have? Okay. Do you have a favorable or unfavorable opinion of Newt Gingrich? Favorable 58%, unfavorable 32%, not sure 10%. Do you have a favorable or unfavorable opinion of Ron Paul? Favorable 31%, unfavorable 61%, not sure 8%. Mitt Romney, favorable 53%, unfavorable 40%, not sure 7%. Rick Santorum. Favorable, 63%. Unfavorable, 31%. Not sure, 6%. So I'm going to say that this is a Rick Santorum state, or at least according to this survey. Okay, if you're a woman, press one. If you're a man, press two. We got 49% women, 51% men. Oh, these were the respondents. Are you an evangelical Christian or not? Are you evangelical? said yes, 32% said no. Now, let's get to the good stuff, okay? Are you an Alabama or Auburn fan? How is that important in a political survey? I don't know, but 58% of Bama fans and 28% Auburn fans. Not sure, 14%. There are 14% of people in Alabama not sure if they're with Alabama or Auburn. I don't believe that. Do you have a favorable or unfavorable opinion of Rush Limbaugh? Ah, this is interesting. Favorable, 53%. Unfavorable, 33%. That's pretty high. I thought Rush would score even better. Not sure, 14%. Again, how can you not be sure one way or the other on Rush Limbaugh? I'm not sure if I like sluts, but I do like prostitutes. What box do I check? Okay, here's the good stuff. Question 22 you think barack obama is a christian or a muslim or are you not sure christian 14 percent muslim 45 percent not sure 41 percent more people are not sure whether he's christian or muslim and think he's christian so what was he doing in church you know when he was hanging out with reverend wright and, and what was that about huh? that's amazing okay until you follow up with questions 23 and 24. Okay, remember, 45% think he's Muslim, 41% not sure. Do you believe in evolution or not? Believe in evolution, 26%. Do not believe, 60%, (laughs) not sure, 13%. And finally, question 24. Do you think that interracial marriage should be legal or illegal? 67% think it should be legal, 21% think it should be illegal, not sure 12%. Well, Alabama, I don't know if anyone should tell you guys it's 2012, or just let you continue to enjoy 1952, or maybe it's 1852. This is almost unbelievable to me, except that I've been there. And Alabama, now you know why people make jokes about you, okay? I, I... 60% Sixty percent do not believe in evolution. Forty-five percent believe that the president's a Muslim, secret Muslim, you know, they, they don't they pray seven times a day, but don't let anybody know about it. And twenty-one percent of you think that interracial marriage should be illegal. Hmm, good thing you're not racist down there. That would be horrible. <laughs> oh, this is fantastic stuff. Okay, here's one. Now everyone thinks that I am super left, super liberal, and I'm not. I'm probably. I, I tell people I'm somewhere between liberal and anarchist because I think the whole system's broken and needs to be torn down. I think all our political offices are for sale. I do not think that Obama is is a saint or perfect or anything. He's certainly smarter than most um, political candidates, mo- most politicians. But he's hamstrung by a Congress that votes no on anything he says. And a lot of times he's just too nice a guy. Also, he doesn't have all the answers. There are certain times when he's wrong. All right. Now, having said that, there's a reason I say that, because there's an article here about Rush Limbaugh. And basically it's saying, instead of trying to oust Limbaugh with a boycott, why don't liberals offer talk radio listeners a better alternative? Because they can't compete in the free market of ideas, says Michael Medvedeck. Now, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if it's that liberals can't compete in a free market of ideas. But I will say liberals are not near as organized as Republicans or right-wingers or conservatives or whatever you want to call them. And that is why they can't compete with Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh has tens of millions of people who hang on to his every word, who believe everything he says 100%. They call themselves ditto heads because that's what they say. Rush says it, and they say ditto. And And— You have to give it to the Republicans. They think long term and they're very methodic. They didn't take over talk radio in a week. This has been going on since the 80s and it was a methodic movement and they took over all of talk radio and we did we. The liberals tried Air America. Air America failed horribly. You couldn't find it on many radio stations. It was on that little underpowered station at the top of your dial that's usually all in Spanish. Now, it is funny that they talk about the liberal media being everything else, you know, all of TV and all of that. And if that were true, then you think all the TV stations would get together and promote the liberal radio stations and they would take over. So I say that's another argument against the liberal media existing. But I will say I'm with you on this right wing. Listen, I don't think Rush should be taken off the air. Rush Limbaugh is who Rush Limbaugh is. When Rush Limbaugh comes out and says something racist or when he comes out and says that this young college girl is a slut and a prostitute and he calls women feminazis and all that. This is not new. It's not like he suddenly became this horrible guy. This is who Rush Limbaugh has been from the start. Rush doesn't like minorities. He doesn't like foreign people. He doesn't like women and and he is who he is. He hates Barack Obama. He said he'd do anything possible. And this is what's amazing to me, how you love America, but you'll do anything possible to make sure the president of the United States fails. But in Rush's defense, or I shouldn't even say in his defense, just I'll say it the way it is, Rush said that up front, so at least he stands up for what he believes in. And you're right, if the liberals can't form their own radio station, they have no right to take Rush off the air free country there's freedom of speech you can say horrible things in this country people can hate you for them but you do have the right to say them just keep in mind that when you do say them there can be penalties and you have to suffer the penalty all right so let's see what else is going on out here in the world hmm absolutely nothing sorry people i'm just flipping through March Madness. That's right. It's that time again. Everybody at the office is filling out brackets today and they're going to be betting. Oh, I'm sorry. There'll be no betting. Gambling is illegal. They're filling out brackets and they're they're betting office coffee and cupcakes on who's going to do what in the tournament. I'm a North Carolina fan all the way. I have two favorite teams, North Carolina and whoever's playing Duke. Go Tar Heels. (laughs) That's all I got to say. But, oh, this is a scary headline. Santorum says outlaw teleprompters. Well, he just lost the teleprompter vote. and Rick Santorum's ongoing war against teleprompters, or as Santorum probably calls them digital mouthpieces for pollsters and speechwriters, presidential hopefuls said that it should be illegal to use the machine. Now, he thinks it should be illegal, but I wonder... I wonder what his handlers, I wonder what his team thinks when he comes out and says some of the crazy things he says. I'm like, I'm sure they're like, man, we wish there was something on the teleprompter to tell him not to talk about going back to 12th century morality, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, good luck, Rick. We'll only be hearing from you for about another month, maybe two. So no teleprompter, no teleprompter for you. Sorry about that. That was a bit hacky. I'll try to stay away from hacky. All right, I'm getting ready to wrap this up because I promised you guys I'd keep it tight and I wouldn't ramble on. So I'm going to take a quick look at USA Today, and then I'm going to wrap it up. Red meat is linked to a higher risk of premature death. Sorry, USA Today. Red meat being bad for you is not news, but it's still delicious. We love burgers. They ain't going away. Uh, let's see what else we got. Protect yourself as scams spring up during tax season. Who works with USA Today? Do they have any editorial staff? Or do they say, hey, what's the most obvious thing we can write? Let's write a story about it. Yes, there are scammers out there that are going to promise you a huge tax return. You're going to give them all the, your information. And they're going to get a huge tax return. It's going to be your return. They're going to keep it. Watch out, all right? Stop it. And as we go on... Hillary Clinton warns of extremists out to control women. <laughs> Again, let's state the obvious. Let's see, Hillary Clinton waded into the debate over women's rights, which, as you know, this is a time we're celebrating women, and there's women in the world summit is going on. It is um, powerful, influential, influential women. From all around the world. And let's face it, women are a power on this earth. And and one day, ladies, you will all organize. That's what you need to do. If you organized and had one voice, everyone would listen to you. But you fight too much amongst yourselves. And, and it ruins your power. And trust me. But anyway, um, Ms. Clinton... Our Secretary of State talks about extremists out to control women. Yes, they are on all levels, from the, from the crazy extremists with, with the Taliban or you know certain African countries that continue to castrate young girls, which they literally remove their sexual genitalia so the women can't enjoy sex. It's horrible, but it goes on. And from that to Rush Limbaugh calling the, the um, student, Sandra Fluke, a slut and a prostitute, to... A guy like Santorum who wants to control women's access to contraception. They're all extremists. They And and they all, it's the same thing. It's different levels, but it's the same thing. It's it's some sort of deep-seated hatred toward women. I don't know if it's the guys who didn't get laid in high school or or what's going on with it. I joke about it, but on a serious level, ladies, you have to organize if men are ever going to stop. You, you got the right to vote. You got the right to work. You've, you've made so many advances, but believe me, yet you still have a long way to go. And it's horrible. We as humans should be ashamed of our treatment of women. Okay, I can't end on anything that heavy. So let me find something lighter to talk about. Okay, maybe we'll look at some things I didn't talk about. I did not talk about Coney 2012. That's right. This Coney phenomenon, the um, film—it's had 71 million YouTube v- views. We're, we're all out to get this African dictator, Coney. Listen, Coney's a horrible person, but he's been a horrible person for a long time, and he's pretty much out of power. He's pretty much gone. They're hunting him down. I hope they find him. I hope they kill him. But they, it's not like this just happened. So, so I think we're a little behind the curve on the Coney news. That's why I didn't make a big deal about it in my first podcast. Uh, I don't even know how my first podcast is doing. Kind of rambly. Sorry about that. Okay, and we're looking for a lightweight story. Everything's so heavy. Everything's so heavy these days. Here we go. <laughs> Are cars to blame for distracted driving? No, no. Drivers are to blame for distracted driving. This this hits close to home for me, because I ride a motorcycle, and believe me, when you're on a motorcycle and you look in a car, the craziest thing I've ever seen, and I ride in LA and I see some pretty crazy drivers, I once saw a woman driving with her iPad on the steering wheel. That's right, reading her iPad while holding it on the steering wheel. But anyway, these guys are fighting over blame. This comes from USA Today's Money section. And automakers plan to testify today that smartphone and portable GPS makers should be included in the new federal efforts to combat technology related driver distraction. Basically the automakers are saying, hey, the guys who make cell phones, the guys who make tablets, iPads, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, should also be to blame and should somehow be part of the effort to stop distracted driving. Now let's let's get some things straight, okay? I have a car, that, and I don't do it, but you can actually hook your smartphone to the car and read your texts in the dash. That is not a good use of technology. Texting while driving is bad enough. Just the fact that it appears on the dash doesn't make it less distracting. The fact that you talk on a phone using a headset or using Bluetooth doesn't make it less distracting because the distraction is the conversation. Have I done it? Yes, I've done it. Everyone's probably done it. I've talked on the phone, but I do try to do it less. And as for texting, I don't text when I drive. The text I send is, I'm driving, I can't text you. And I'll often pull over to send that. It's dangerous, and I think it's one of those things that's like drunk driving. You take one moment to send a text, then you crash, and then you're like, oops, that message wasn't that important. Imagine texting your insurance agent while you crash. How hilarious would that be? How perfect would that be? You hear that flow? I texted you. I wanted a quote from, from your from Progressive Insurance and I crashed while I was texting. It's a bad day. So that's about it. I am gonna do this sort of thing once a week. I'm gonna go through my flipboard. I'm gonna read what's important to me. I know it may not be important to you, but It's fun. Come on. I'm going to try to keep it light. Sometimes it's going to be heavy, and we're going to see what's going on in the world. There will be occasional guests on the show. I'd love to get some reporters because who's paying attention? The idea behind it is no one. We don't have any real reporters anymore. We don't have any real news anymore. We have a lot of sensationalism. We have a lot of comedy. We have a lot of nonsense posing as news. And I will close with the most riveting story I've heard in the past week. Snooki is pregnant. Why do I know that? I do not need that information in my brain. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. This is Alonzo Bowden wrapping up.